This is episode 128 for Tuesday, March 27th, 2018. Today we feature all things cider. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Travis, and together with Chris, Powers, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. And welcome back to another episode of Brew Styles. As always, I am your beautiful host, Travis, and I'm glad to be back. Um, it's been a nice week off from work. We had spring break, and so I got a chance to brew like crazy. Must be nice working for schools. Yes, that is the one <laughs> perk. There's not many good things, but actually there's lots of good things. I, should, I shouldn't be down. <laughs> but it is nice that you do get some vacation time. So I brewed three things this week that I'm really excited about. Uh, three mornings in a row. Yeah. I would okay. wake up early and start heating water and then go back to sleep and then wake up again and do the next step, go back to sleep. It works great. So it makes right. the brew day go a lot faster. Um, but I did a Dunkelweizen, which uh, should ferment pretty quickly, and then I'll tap that next week, mm-hmm. which would be great. And then I also did two lagers because I finally put my lager on tap, the, the one that I made a long time ago. Oh, yeah, how'd that turn out? It's actually pretty nice. I'm I'm pleased okay. with how it, how it came out. It was a Hellesbach uh, Springbok. All right. And it has like a really nice hop character, but it's very smooth because I let it lager for eight weeks. And I, I'm i quite pleased with it. I didn't quite hit my numbers, but that's okay for my first time out. What'd you end up hitting? I, and I'm still a little questioning about that because I took the reading when it was really cold and you're supposed to take the reading at... 60 degrees. Right. So my number's a little bit off, but I think I'm still a little high. In tasting it, it doesn't taste too sweet. Okay. So regardless of what the numbers say, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's a... Is it hella good? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So I did two lagers to replace my empty, uh, empty freezer. I have a Bohemian Pilsner, which was a lot of fun because that was... The one beer where it actually recommended doing water chemistry hmm. profile mixture stuff like that, uh, and so what I did was I did a fifty fifty split between fifty percent tap water and fifty percent distilled water. Okay, so that should bring all the the chemical and the mineral compounds really down to make it really soft, and uh, so I'm excited how that turns out. And hmm. then this morning I did a American light lager. Okay, something. Yeah. Something which is going to be flavorless? No. Basically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a macro clone more or less. Yeah, I I did one of those last summer, I think. 
it turned out pretty good. Um, huh. It's a lot of work for not a whole lot of payoff, though. So I, I did it once just to say I did it. Probably won't do it again. Sure. Mm. If I do another light logger, it's going to be like a Pilsner or, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. Because in my ferment, I have space for one full batch of a six-gallon thing. So that's what I did, the Bohemian Pilsner. And then I also have a little bit of space left that I could fit a three-gallon fermenter in there. So that's what I did the American Light Lager on. Uh, and then I'll just get a little three-gallon keg, keep that in there. So I'll have just kind of one extra tap-ish. I'll probably just stick a party tap on it. Yeah. So there'll be that. And I'll, I'm going to plan on drinking that the first day of summer. It's yeah, that'll be, that'll be nice for someone who, you know, if you if you invite them over and you're, you're just like, hey, do you want a beer? And they're like, oh, yeah, do you have, like, Bud Light? You're like, well, I don't, but I have something you might like. It's called Bud Wright. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also joined today by Powers. Hey, what's going on? Not much. What's up with you? Oh, well, I have had a very good weekend, uh, mainly because I received some news this weekend that... The wedding venue that Anna and I are using, which is normally a non-alcohol venue, but has allowed us to have a limited amount of alcohol because they're family friends of hers and whatnot. Uh, they initially said uh, no kegs of any sort. You can bring like several cases and what several cases of beer and whatnot. Well, with uh, with the tap tower and the fact that we, we you know you guys all do homebrew and I'm getting into it too, uh, Anna after seeing the tap tower at Sawyer's wedding opened mm-hmm. up to the idea of maybe asking if we could have that at our wedding, because it's, you know, it's not like a, a kegger where you have a, you know, big barrel keg and a trash can and a party tap. It's not, yeah, it's not like that. There. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit classier than that. So Anna was like, well, maybe I could sell this to her. And so Anna talked it over with her mom, and her mom was like, yeah, we could probably ask her. And so she asked the venue owner today if the setup that we have with, like, you know, small five-gallon kegs, a nice-looking, classy tap tower and all of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, of course, TABC bartender that, we would hi- that we're going to hire to serve the stuff, uh, you know, if she'd be okay with that. And she said yes. And so, yes. How about that? <laughs> So if you uh, if if you've been tired of us talking about wedding beer in the lead up to Sawyer's wedding and thought you were getting a break from that, uh, you were sorely mistaken because Guess we have again. we have another seven months of this. <laughs> but that was very exciting. Uh, it's been a nice weekend. Uh, otherwise, just watching basketball, drinking beer. I tried uh, a mixed six pack of Wild Acre stuff yesterday. Okay, I think it was the Moonlight Shine, their Tarantula Hawk, and the Billy Jenkins. All three of them were pretty good. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, but other than that, not much else. Nice to hear. I'm mm-hmm. excited about the uh, about the wedding. Yes, you know this will be wedding number four for this tap tower. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one that didn't get it at mine. Well, you also got married like several years before any of the rest of yeah, anyone did, it was like <laughs> eight years ago. Now, yeah, but yeah. And so. it was in a bar, so they probably wouldn't let us do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't a bar. But you know, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. It's like a country club that yeah. had a bar set up. Yeah. yeah. In the year 2020, we're gonna bring it back out when they renew their vows. <laughs> so you'll get uh-huh. a chance to. Uh huh. And that's also the voice of Chris. Hey, what have you been up to? Nothing. 
Not beer related anyway. Uh, Nothing beer you know, related. No, spring break, I've been busy working on our property in Burleson, trying to get that moving along. You know, that, that there tornado kind of delayed things a little bit, so trying to play some catch-up, but it's it's not... It was so weird because... It's not working. Because when, when I told Anna that a tornado hit the place, she's like, what tornado? Like, yeah. there wasn't a tornado, and it's yeah, like, there well, was. there was. It was really small, and it yeah. pretty much only hit his property. It came down, <laughs> and then tore the like, roof off the sucker, and then went back up. It was like an <laughs> EF0 or an EF1 or something. Like, it was, it, it was a tornado, but it was like, eh, maybe a little... Yeah. But anyway, so... Um, well, that blows. Yeah. Oh, God. So it wasn't a hurricane, Travis. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so that's that's all I've been doing. I'm kind of sore because I spent all day yesterday crawling around the floor doing stuff. Uh, but anyway, slowly mm. but surely. So I didn't get to brew this week. I really wanted to, but it didn't happen. So, yeah, alas. Not, at, least, at least you have four taps going right now. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you still got the half from the wedding. And the yep. salty Leia, which has been on for six months, that's still around. <laughs> you got your brown ale, yeah, which I think is getting better. At yep. first, I wasn't quite a fan, but I, I I'm coming around on it. Yeah. And then uh, your coffee porter, which is still quite nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, so, that's actually I, what I'm I, drinking. I have a, a decent selection, mm-hmm. so I'm not that worried about it. But you know, eventually those things are going to start disappearing. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm trying ahead. to trying to you know. Drink a little bit of each one of those and mix in, not with the beer, but, you know, mixing in some drinking, some whiskey and all that kind of stuff and kind of spread it out so I'm not drinking on one thing the whole time. I wonder sure. I wonder what a Rebecca Creek and Salty Leia Ugh. blend would be. <laughs> Actually, it might be pretty good in the coffee porter, but... Yeah, no, I, I think hmm. it might be. Hmm. But no, probably no barrel-aged Hefeweizen. Not yet, huh? <laughs> well, maybe, Whiskey Hef. Yeah, maybe we can look forward to that in the future. <laughs> We we'll definitely want to say thank you to our listeners. Uh, thank you for sticking around for 128 episodes of these. Or if you're a new listener, thank you for checking us out the first time. Mm-hmm. We've got lots of stuff on social media. You can find us online at brewstyles.com. Got a great website there with lots of neat stuff. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Untapped, Instagram. I'd probably say Untapped is the best way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friend us on Untapped. How many friends do we have on Untapped? We have quite a few. Tens of, of friends. Well, I got we got quite a few. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I just dropped my phone. Yeah, because then you can uh, you can follow us live as we record, because you'll see what we check into, and then as you listen to the episode that comes out a week later, ish, then you'd be like, oh wait, I saw that beer. <laughs> yeah. Or you could you could see those beers and then prepare yourself. There you go. And go out and get those beers so that when you're listening to the episode, you can drink right along with us. Unless you're unless you do what I do and drink in the car, in which case don't do that, please. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Wait, what? Or listen to the episodes in the car. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, please don't drink in the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, we got a nice episode lined up today. We realized that after 120, after 127 episodes, we have never featured cider, which I was astounded by. You know, I kind of was too, <laughs> because we'd had a few fruit beer episodes, and we've done mead three times. Mm-hmm. We had the ladies on for an episode, and they they did some things, and we still haven't done cider. So even though cider is not necessarily a you know, quote unquote beer style, it is still very closely related. Mm-hmm. And many home brewers that I know have made cider. I've made cider personally. I've made Chris cider. Chris has made cider. So it's it's something that 
that I think would be of use to our listeners if you're interested in home brewing or if mm-hmm. you're just a fan of cider and you've really wanted to learn a little bit more about it, then this would be the episode for you. So we're excited to bring that to you today. We're All right. excited. <laughs> we're excited. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything that goes into judging ciders that is different than judging beer? Well, I know it has its own special category in the BJCP. Well, there's actually a, there's a ton of, of cider. Uh, so category C, there's C1 and C2, and it's cider and perry. Okay. Um, kind of like with mead. We've talked about category M for mead. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, today we're going to be talking probably about um, C1, standard cider, not specialty. Now, you've got... Um, C1A is New World Cider. Then you've got B, English Cider. C, French Cider. D, New World Perry. E, Traditional Perry. Obviously, we're not going to be talking about Perry today. Um, what is a Perry? It's made with pears instead of apples like ciders are. Oh. Cool. So, ciders are apple-based. Yes. Um, hmm. Now, I imagine mostly what we're going to deal with today is going to be the New World Cider, not the English or the French. Um, Probably. Yeah. Because the the English one is made with bittersweet and bitter sharp apple varieties. Um, English ciders are traditionally fermented aged in wood barrels, which adds character. So we're not going to be doing, talking about that today. French cider, uh, more bittersweet and bitter sharp apple varieties, um, but they also use small amounts of salt and calcium compounds to aid the process of the pectin coagulation. Is that our ten dollar word for the day? <laughs> Pectin. Anyway, Ooh. yeah, so we're going to be talking about New World Cider today. I like that when I do chest day. I work on my pectins. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, this next one. Yeah. The New World Cider is made from culinary table apples with wild or crab apples often used for acidity, tannin balance. Compared to other styles in this category, these ciders are generally relatively low in tannin and higher in acidity. New World references the style, not a location, as ciders in the style are also made in Eastern England, Australia, Germany, etc. Overall impression, a refreshing drink of some substance, not bland or watery. Sweet ciders must not be cloying. Dry ciders must not be too austere. Ooh, that's the $10 hmm. word for the day. What does austere mean? I don't know. It sounds like something they'd say <laughs> in The Great Gatsby or something. Like This dry cider is too austere. Yes. <laughs> I was always told it's not polite to austere. So I usually don't. So aroma and flavor, sweet or low alcohol ciders may have apple aroma and flavor. (laughs) May have apple aroma and flavor. That's interesting. Dry ciders will be more wine-like with some esters. Sugar and acidity acidity should combine to give a refreshing character. Acidity is medium to high, refreshing, but must not be harsh or biting. Appearance, clear to brilliant, pale to medium golden color. So... Nothing hazy. Um, Travis, have you had a hazy cider? I feel like I have. Probably. Most homebrew examples, maybe. I mean, right. they will clear over time, yeah. or you can add some stuff to clear it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gives me a cider and it's yeah. a homebrewed cider and it's it's hazy or you know whatever, but anyway. Hmm. Mouthfeel, medium body. Some tannin should be present for slight to moderate astringency, but little bitterness. Unless you have a hopped cider, which Travis has made one before. 
Yeah, those are okay. pretty interesting. I've made hop cider. I've made malted cider. Huh. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be just apples. However, in this in this uh, category, I think they're they're mainly talking about just apples. Yeah. Um, comments. An ideal cider serves well as a session drink. Suitably accompanies a wide variety of food. Entry instructions. Entrants must specify carbonation level, which we have still, petulant, and... Effervescent. I don't know. <laughs> What's the third one? Dang it. Still, pet- <laughs> petulant... I don't know. High. <laughs> uh, Entrants must specify sweetness. And oh, and the third one is... It's two. Sparkling! This is the Deep Ellum IPA. <laughs> it's sparkling. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so still petulant and sparkling are the three carbonation levels. Uh, entrants must also specify sweetness, and there are five categories of that. Crap. I thought there were only three of those, too. Uh, because you've got dry, semi-sweet, and sweet. Well, that's with mead, though, right? So I, I imagine it would be... Why did they not list it in the entry instructions? See, and the introduction to this category doesn't list those either, which I know in the white book that we got that has the full instructions, like the yeah. first page, has all that stuff. Right. I guess Travis is looking up the sweetness levels. If OG is substantially above typical range, entrants should explain, e.g. particular variety of apple giving high gravity juice. Juice. <laughs> so varieties... Um, Common apples are Wine Sap, Macintosh, Golden Delicious, Brayburn, Jonathan, Multi-Use, Northern Spy, Russets, Baldwin, and then Crab Apples or any suitable Wildings. Vital Statistics, OG 1045 to 1065, FG 0.995, so we're under 1, hmm. uh, up to 1020, so ABV is 5 to 8%. Okay. Commercial examples, which sadly I don't think we have any of today. No, these are all like northeastern or northern. Pretty much, yeah. I've seen some Pacific Northwest, a lot of New England. So there's Uncle John's Fruit House yeah. Winery Apple Hard Cider, Tandem Ciders Pretty Penny, Bellwether Spyglass, West County Pippin, White Winter Hard Apple Cider, Wandering angus ciderworks bloom Ooh, that's anus that's no not, no, no. <laughs> no that's not and then apple trow appley brute and do <laughs> it's d-o-u-x I, I highly doubt that it's dukes it it's it, it's probably like do all right do. The, uh, do. here's the sweetness levels the five categories dry is below 0.4% resi- residual sugar. So that's very dry. No no sweetness. 0. 0.4? 0.4% oh. sugar. Basically, uh, final gravity less than 1.002. Okay. So yeah, basically water. Medium dry is usually from 10.02 to 10.04. So a hint of sweetness. You got medium which is 1004 to 1009, and that's a notable component. Medium sweet, 1009 to 1019, is sweet and still refreshing. And then sweet is roughly equivalent to the final gravity of over 1019. So these are like the de- the dessert ones okay, that are quite sweet. And yeah, carbonation, as Powers mentioned, was still petulant and sparkling. 
which is similar to mead. Yes, those are the, the same same categories there. So too. I guess with most of the sugar being fermented out of a mead, they only limited it to three sweetness categories. But with the cider, for some reason, they felt like they had to expand that to five. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because some of those are really small ranges too. Yeah. Yeah. They must be quite different between those ranges. I'm not sure. Not sure how. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not much of a cider expert or anything. I just, uh, you know, if I if I get handed one, I'll try it out. Um, I don't. I definitely don't know what the taste difference between all those sweetness levels would be, and I'm not sure what we have as far as uh, as far, as far as our examples go today. Yeah. And so what Chris went through is the C1 category, standard cider and mm-hmm. peri. C2 is called the specialty cider and peri. So it's going to be a lot of the same kind of base categories, but usually with other things added. So you've got uh, one, two, three, four, six of these. New England cider is C2A. B is cider with other fruit. C is an apple wine. D is an ice cider. E is cider with herbs and spices, and F is specialty cider slash perry. So that's kind of your experimental category. Okay. So just like we have with beer styles, you can also have quite a, a big range of different cider styles yeah. based on whatever apples you use. You know, if you use different malts in beer, that changes the style. You use different apples. Uh, obviously, we, we found that regional means a lot. So you got right. the New World, English, and uh, French. So that's something you can add fruit to it that changes it. Um, hmm. They get the apple wine, so I'm assuming that's going to be pretty high in apple, uh, high in ABV. And then you get the ice cider. We got the ice bock and beer, cider with herbs and spices. You can toss in whatever you want. Hmm. So there, there's a lot more to cider than I think a lot of people believe. They just think, oh, well, that's the the fruit you drink that only women get at the bar. Well, not really. Actually, we have some uh, famous people that believe highly in cider Mm -hmm. but um before we get into that just a little bit of history on cider um obviously we talked about hard ciders a fermented beverage produced from apples historically the earliest record of the fermentation of apples can be traced back to the romans in 55 bc when they reached kent england and noticed villagers drinking an alcoholic drink made from apples from the 13th to the 17th centuries in europe drinking cider was safer than water with a quarter of the people's wages were actually paid in cider. So we ran into something similar with the history of beer. Yeah. Hmm. It was a lot safer to drink the beer than the cider beca- or than the water because obviously the water was not of a, a good quality. Right. Yeah, the Saison episode, episode two, we talked about that they would get several pints or several yeah. liters for their daily wages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is believed that babies were even baptized in it because the water was so unsanitary. The baptism allowed their passage to heaven and the cider uh, that was to ensure that they would not be visiting too soon. Okay. This is off of the Atlas Cider website, by the way. I don't know what that means. Today, England is one of the largest cider producers in the world with 57% of all the apples it grows go to producing the 600 million liters that are drank in the UK each year. 57% of all the apples grown in the UK are turned into cider. Sounds like they have their priorities straight. Oh, yeah. Dang. The English uh, colonists brought the craft of cider making to the Americas in the 17th century, and it was drink- it was the drink of choice for our founding fathers and original patriots. Benjamin Franklin said, "It's indeed bad to eat apples." 
better to turn them all into cider. <laughs> Our second president, John Adams, was known to have a tankard of cider with breakfast each morning as he believed it promoted good health. So did he, he lived have, to 90. Did he have an Adam's apple? Oh, boy. And as part of Henry Harrison's <laughs> presidential campaign, he gave away free cider. He won the electoral vote 234 to his opponent's 60. Oh, that's how Clinton lost. She didn't give away free cider. There, there we go. go. At this time, the average resident of Massachusetts is downing 35 gallons of cider a year. Dang, 35 hmm. gallons a year. Yeah. Today, hard cider's current growth can be attributed to craft drinkers taking notice of this exciting new segment. We have made a priority in designing our ciders at Atlas to maintain the drinkability of a beer without losing the complexity and characteristics of the fruit. Interesting. Okay. I don't think we have any Atlas ciders today, but anyway, there's a brief history of it. (laughs) Interesting. I wonder how much of that is uh, recorded history and how much of that is like embellishment. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, what is it? It's still a nice... And now, tasty nod to brewery cider. Dang it. Ah. <laughs> anyway, there you go. <laughs> All I'm right. interested to try some of these. Yeah. Uh, and we have a comparison to make as well. So, Yeah, we've got some that are, are uh, nationally distributed, and that we do have some that are uh, from Texas as well. Yep. So it'll be nice. Well, let's get started. Yep. Right on. All right, so first up, probably one of the most widely distributed and recognized ciders in the country. I'm speaking just on our experiences around here. Mm -hmm. I literally went to the gas station uh, less than a mile from my house and picked this up because you can buy this anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Literally anywhere. This is Angry Orchard (laughs) Crisp Apple. Um, This is their original cider. They've done several variants of it um, since... Uh, I guess they expanded, um, including other fruit, and they did a, I think, um, maybe a, an extra tart one or something. I don't know. But we have two of these that we're going to compare today. But this is the original crisp apple. Uh, the blurb says, Our crisp apple cider is made from traditional cider apples for a bright, crisp apple taste and slightly drying finish. The fresh apple aroma and slightly sweet ripe apple flavors are just like biting into a fresh apple. It is uh, 5% ABV and naturally gluten-free. Oh! To take us back, to, you know, two episodes. I did know, and we may have mentioned this before, I don't remember, that people with celiacs in it can't partake in gluten will usually mm-hmm. go for ciders because they are naturally gluten-free there's no wheat makes sense so there you go yeah because yeah. they're going to replace all the you know in making beer all the grains and malted barley and stuff in making cider you replace all that with the apples and the apple right. juice right i guess wine is similar yeah where you'd have the grapes that would replace that too for sure and perry Perry, perry. <laughs> I've never seen a Perry. I'm sure I just haven't looked for one. Yeah. Uh, They're usually in the cider section. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen one in a while. He used to be governor for a long time. But oh, God. Oh. 
this is is this a Sam Adams company or is this? I think um, this is just an independent company based I in New York. I feel like it's owned by somebody. Um, Boston Beer Company. Yeah. Oh, so, so Sam Adams. Sam Adams. No, well, it says uh, produced for Angry Orchard Cider Company LLC, an affiliate of the Boston Beer Company. Okay. So, okay, probably some sort of at least ownership share ingredients that Sam Adams has. You don't normally get ingredients listed on a beer bottle. No, you don't. Because it's like grains or nutrition facts. Water, yeast. Oh, um, yeah. So, Ingredients, hard cider, water, cane sugar, apple juice from concentrate, malic acid, honey, natural flavor. Natural flavor. I never understand why they put that. Carbon dioxide (laughs) and sulfites to preserve freshness. Uh, This bottle is 190 calories, 0% total fat, less than 1% of your daily fat for, or uh, daily sodium, (laughs) 15 milligrams. Total carbohydrate. Wow, I can't talk. Total carbohydrates, twenty-five grams, so eight percent. Sugars, twenty grams. Protein, zero, and calcium, three percent. All percent daily values are based on a two thousand calorie diet. Okay. Well, the beer or cider. I'm going to call it beer all day, aren't I? Well, I guess technically. Yeah, it is it's clear. Not, yeah. It, yes, brilliantly clear. Uh, light. <laughs> Yellow golden color. Yep. It's clear as balls. Thanks, Sawyer. Uh, which we forgot to mention. Sawyer's not here because he's yeah. on his honeymoon. He'll be back next week. Yeah, maybe the week after. Or maybe the week after. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is quite clear. Very light. A light golden color. Not quite straw, but getting there. Tiny head around the rank. Like, it's it's retaining yeah. the head it has pretty well. The carbonation in cider is, is markedly different than in beer. Mm-hmm. In that you're not going to get like a big, frothy, foamy head, but it's more of like a fizzy. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a soda because it doesn't last a long time, but it's... Uh, it's keeping it around the fruit. edge pretty well. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh, aroma's nice. Yeah, it's very, very crisp yeah. and clean. In ways, it does remind me of like a, a white wine because it just has like the nice crispness to the nose. Maybe a touch of sweetness, but you get um, the the notes of fruit. I mean, obviously grapes and apples, different, but yeah. still along the same lines. Oh, I love cider. It's it is refreshing. There are some days where I've come home and I just don't want a beer. I want something that's sweet and crisp, and I just you know. This I'm, hits that spot pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The first sip, you get like the little tingle. From the tartness yeah, in the tart. side of your cheeks, mm-hmm. yeah. like e- eating a green apple, where you get that that sour, well, not sour, but tart tartness. Mm-hmm. But then and it your, is refreshing. Your sip, it goes away. Oh yeah, I'll say that there's a pretty decent measure of sweetness on that, for sure. Yeah, I think it's balanced pretty well, though. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's not over the top sweet, but it's not over the top tart. Yeah, it's it's. I can see why this is a pretty good, uh, widely distributed cider because it's yeah. a accessible and b just balanced and yeah. well very flavorful very good yeah so imagine apple juice and just kind of thin it out a little bit so it's not quite as as rich and cut down on the sweetness yep and it's really pretty much the same thing you, you don't taste alcohol in no, this yeah, at all. not at all now i i do prefer maybe the spiced cider just because it adds a little bit more 
like cinnamon and okay. um, you know. So the cider that I made uh, had it came with a. It was a, a for all intents and purposes, it was an extract. Right. I had cider extract that I just put in a carboy with a bunch of water and it had a little spiced cider packet. Smell Eddie's tea bag. <laughs> yeah. Just dump that in and, and let it go. And I liked it quite a bit. It was, I, I thought it was very good. I grew up drinking hot apple cider. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of, this is kind of like a good winter time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So this is like an alcoholic Beverage. version of that. So I, I really do like cider. And this one is, is very, very good. I like, I like it quite a bit. Yeah, and if you want to make it at home, it is. It, it can be as simple as you want it to be. What I've done before, which has actually turned out well, I bought some store-bought apple juice and a packet of cider yeast and pitched it straight in the bottle. Yeah, and you got to be real careful to get something that's it? unpasteurized mm. and something that doesn't have a whole lot of preservatives in it because the yeast don't like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, so obviously that's like microwaving a steak. It, it still works, but yeah. it's not the best results yeah you can you can go way more complex and deal with you know what specifically what strain of apples you're getting where where you're getting them from um adding different chemicals and and back sweetness and carbonation and whatever you want to do back sweetness yeah because it you know if you obviously if you just add some sugar in there then the yeast is going to eat that again and it won't have the same level of sugar for a consistent amount of time. So you've got to deal with adding certain types of chemicals to arrest the yeast and make sure that that sweetness is at the same level the whole time. So you can get really complex into making ciders, or you can seriously just get, yeah, and that, that's exactly what I did. I got Kroger brand, <laughs> which I guess they're now a sponsor because I said their name, Kroger brand apple <laughs> juice, and I pitched a little bit of yeast in there put some tin foil over the top and then just let it go yeah and then i bottled it several weeks very later. simple if you can boil water you can make cider yeah <laughs> okay and really the only reason you have to do that is to sanitize it yeah it's i huh. mean you bring it to a boil for like 15 minutes and then you add in your whatever cider thing you're using and hmm. extract or whatever and you're done easy easiest brew day i've ever done it literally <laughs> took me like 15 minutes <laughs> so Anyway, um, poundability on on the crisp apple. Five poundability rating. <laughs> I can do this one at a seven. I think um, I think a little bit of that sweetness does kind of get to me a little bit. Yeah, little bit of that tartness. I I have a feeling that this is going to be similar to the wheat beers for me, where I, they're just not very poundable. Oh yeah. Um, but I I would love to just sit and sip on one of these. Oh, yeah. I could sip on it all night. It's not like one of those super heavy beers where, yeah, you want to sip on it, but you can only have one. Right. No, I could I could sip on a six-pack of this oh, all night and easy. be fine. So it, it's kind of a weird poundability rating. Yeah. So I would have to say six and a half. Okay. You know, and I see what you're saying by that because it's light and easy and simple, so that would lead you to think that it's a very you know, a high poundability, but at the same time, it has some things that don't lend to that. Like the, the slight level of tartness does have a bit of sweetness. Um, so that would make it not as poundable and it is carbonated. 
Yeah. So it's not like drinking straight apple juice. I think I could still I could still pound this. I, yeah. That's fine. So yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna agree with powers and go with a seven. Yeah. Now, uh for oh. BJCP uh, obviously it's not listed as a commercial example, but it's I, I would say it's up there. I think it could be. It is a very widely distributed yeah. example. And it's fantastic. It, if I were to make a cider and it turned out exactly like that, I'd be completely yeah. ecstatic and very pleased with it. So I, I, I would five have, gallons of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have to give it a you know mid forties at least. Yeah, forty three somewhere in there. It's if you put it in the right category, you know, with the right level of carbonation and the right level of sweetness, yeah. then you would nail it. Oh yeah, and I guess that's where the struggle is because you have five different categories of sweetness to enter it in. And three different categories of carbonation. Yeah, and if you don't enter it correctly, then... Yeah, you get points off. But how, the judge isn't going to know what your FG was. No. So... It all comes through the sensory. <laughs> right. It's very um, subjective. Yeah. So in that way, almost cider judging is more difficult. Or I would say entering a cider and hoping to win is more difficult. Because you know, if you brew an IPA, well, you stick it in category 21, 21A, and then there you go. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. an IPA. But you have with the cider. Which is still subjective. Yeah. But just like all beer judging would be subjective. But I think this one would be more so because it's perceived sweetness and was it entered correctly. Yeah. But you're not entering an IPA. Okay, well, this is a an IPA, and I'm entering this as a medium level of hoppiness. Right. And it only has IBUs of 60. It's not an IBU of 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, how do you how would how would you go about judging that? I mean, you have the numbers. Sure. You could say, yeah, it's IBUs of 60, but it's perceived IBUs, not actual. Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's difficult. But anyway, I did mention that we had a comparison. So moving on, we have the Angry Orchard Easy Apple, uh, which is apparently the exact same cider uh, as their crisp apple, but it is less sweet. This one's only 4.2 ABV. Its standards aren't as high. What? You can get it home easier. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I'm going to bypass that. Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it also says this cider is unfiltered. Some sediment is natural, so it's not going to be as clear as the one that we had before. With it only being 4.2%, though, normally if something is less sweet, it's drier, so the ABV might be higher because the yeast did more to clean up the sugars. Right. right? Or to consume the sugars. This is the opposite. It's a lower ABV, mm-hmm. and it's less sweet. So maybe they watered it down. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the blurb says, Angry Orchard Easy Apple is a less sweet hard cider. It is unfiltered with an apple-forward taste, slightly hazy appearance, and a refreshingly dry finish. It never weighs you down, making it the perfect drink for those long, relaxing days. Okay. So this is like the light beer option to your regular beer. Well, I, yeah, it's going to be drier. So if you like that, then yeah, I I don't I don't know. I'm interested to see how it compares. Well, it's certainly I mean easier as they said, uh, about the same color. Well, maybe maybe a little bit lighter on the color on this one, but yeah, it is yeah. slightly hazy. Yeah, 
which comes from it being unfiltered, I suppose. White carbonation. Much more subdued aroma than the last one. Yeah, it's a softer nose. Uh, you do get some apples and sweetness, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's like you took the last one and then mixed it with water, so it's just toned down quite a bit. Yeah, and the flavor is just meh. Mm-hmm. It's meh. I like the other one better. And I like dry things like, you know, meads. Meh. Or I think I would like hmm. it. I, that's why I saw this and I wanted to pick it. I was like, oh, a drier cider. I I would like that. Yeah. Because I, I would think that it would be a little bit more tart also because the sugar isn't there to sweeten it up and, you know, help balance it out. But that's not the case with this. It's just less sweet. I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd call it drier. It doesn't feel drier in my mouth. It's just less sweet. Hmm. Which I mean, I'm okay with. I, I mean, I'm okay with. I think I might like this one better than the regular one, just because it it is a little bit easier to handle. It's uh, you know the 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 last one was I don't want to say punchy because it was it, you know like I said it was really well balanced. This one's just you know you still get that nice apple flavor. It might be a little bit subdued, but it's also you know still definitely there. You're still definitely drinking a cider. I think I like the fact that maybe the the carbonation on the mouthfeel on this one is significantly less, I'd say. So it's definitely easier to drink. So maybe that's just what I'm looking for with ciders is just something that you know might not be as uh yeah. as flavorful. I, I all the flavors that I like in a cider were in the other one that they yes. took out of this one. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that one. Like the tartness and the the punchy apple note, yeah, the rich apple note. Yeah, and it's just it's just kind of like it's watered down. That's what it tastes like. Mm. Yeah, it does come across that way to me as well because you lose out on the the good flavors we found in the first one, and then this one we've got the sweetness, which uh, which surprisingly comes across as like an artificial sweetener, more so yeah. than just a natural fruit sugar that you get from an apple. I think I like the other one better. Hmm. Now, if you're, if the regular crisp apple is just too much flavor for you, (laughs) which I mean, it's not, but, but I'm just saying like for somebody, one of our listeners, if it's too much flavor, if it's too tart, it's too sweet, it's too, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're drinking that, you're like, oh, this is syrupy sweet, then you'll probably like this one. For sure. I am not really a fan of it. I mean, it's fine. It's it's meh. I think this one meh. is better. Like like you were saying, the, uh, the, the first one was nice and re- was, you know, reminiscent of those warm, spiced ciders that you would drink in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I'd say, is a much more poundable option for the summertime in that same vein. Definitely. Definitely more pineapple. Mm -hmm. And I think this is probably closer to something you would get at the homebrew level. Mm. I think I'd agree with that. Because I've I've done some back sweetening stuff before. Uh, With my first round of cider, I did three different ones. I did one that was dry. I did one that was uh, semi-sweet. And then I did one... Wait, no, I did one that was dry and still. 
The second one was uh, sparkling, but also still dry. So I just carbonated it. And then the third one was carbonated and back sweetened. That's right. So I did three different versions. And I think that was the one that I liked the best. Yeah, the one that was Carbonate more... and back sweetened. Yeah, because you really, you don't get many commercial options that are just dry and not sweet because that's that's like a white wine. And it really right. came across that way, the dry and still. And you don't get still very often on the commercial level. No. Everything has to be carbonated. <laughs> it's like somebody needs to make a dry still cider. I'm sure somebody does, but right. I, you don't see it very often. Mm-hmm. It's going to be semi-sweet and carbonated. Yeah. But even back sweetening, I, I still didn't get it quite to the level of sweetness that you get on something like this. Granted, I've just I've tried it one time Yeah, with that. I mean, if I try again, I might make it a little better. But uh, yeah, this one, I would agree, is probably more along what you could make yeah. on your first get out. And the um, quote-unquote extract cider kit that I did that I bought from Stubby, um, I pulled a gallon off that I didn't apply the spiced to. Maybe it wasn't quite a mm-hmm. gallon. It was part of a Colorado jug. Mm-hmm. And then I spiced the rest of it because I wanted to see the comparison of what the spiced packet did. And it was mm-hmm. a stark difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Travis and maybe Sawyer, some other people, Fratto, liked the unspiced one better. But I liked the spiced one. Like I said before, you know, the right. hot apple cider thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, it is a very a very stark difference. And just like with these two, I do think this easy apple was closer to that unspiced um, little bit that I had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, poundability on this one, I probably have to say seven. So what's your higher. poundability? A little bit higher, but not quite up the top. I don't know. This one doesn't have anything that stops me from pounding it at all. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to go up to nine. Also, yep, nine. Also, wow. we're <laughs> all was, struggling today. That was good. I think I might change mine to eight. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go up a little bit. I'll, I'll go up yeah. to eight on it. But as far as BJCP goes, you aren't going to be as much of a fan of this one, are you? Well, I mean, entered as a less sweet. With those five categories of sweetness, <laughs> you know, I, I get it, but I, I'm still picking up on that artificial sweetener thing, so I might have to be closer to like a 38. Yeah, because it's also lacking in the character that you associate with a cider, which right. is the apple component, it's just, it's just and that's watery. also really faint, so you'd cut it down from there too. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't go 38. i go way less than that, I think. Like 32? Yeah, I'd say low 30s, maybe 33. Okay, so then I would agree with you, and then if we were judging this, then I'd bring it down to like a 35. Yeah. And we'd be we'd be within, within three or five points. Two points, yeah. Well, five points is the... Oh, yeah, it was You the, should be within five. five. Yeah. Because otherwise, it looks fishy. Yeah, And the person sure. gets it back, it's like, well, one person loved it, one person hated it. That doesn't help me at all. Yeah. Exactly. So that's when, you know, we, we might have mentioned this before, but Travis and I have judged together several times, and we'll do our own thing. We'll write our comments down, we'll taste it, we'll smell it, we'll do everything that we need to. But before we start assigning total scores to it, that's when we start talking mm-hmm. so that we can make sure we are within those five points. And usually we are right. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not usually that big of a deal. 
However, one of us might pick up on an off flavor or something that the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we mention it, the other one's like, oh, yeah, I, I get that too. Yeah. And then the scores are adjusted at that point. Okay. But that doesn't happen very often. I would say nine times out of ten, we are within <laughs> three or four <laughs> points of each other minimum, usually closer than that. Right. So it's kind of cool. You know, we we were raised the same beer. So we taste the same things. <laughs> you know, we literally had our first drink together and have been making the journey. So it, it's it's kind of interesting how, um, you know, when you're talking about other things like, you know, food that you like or politics, it's kind of the people that you're around the mm-hmm. most. Yeah. They kind of influence that and and how you were raised. And beer is very similar. You know, the flavors that you get when you're talking to people about it as you're identifying and learning Mm-hmm. very much steers the direction that you taste in. Hmm. So it's, it's interesting, though. But anyway. All right. We have a lot more cider to drink. We got a little bit more, yeah. So what's, uh, what's coming up next? Next, we're going to move down to Austin, Texas, for a cider that's been around for a few years now, a cidery, I should say. It's called Austin East Ciders. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have a, a decent distribution through Texas, uh, DFW gets it. Austin, obviously, I've seen it in San Antonio, uh, probably Houston as well. Yeah, I started seeing them a lot more often, especially in the past couple of years. You know. Yeah, so it's, I, I would say this is probably Austin's largest cidery. Probably. I don't know that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and venture a guess that they are. Mm-hmm. And this is the Austin East Ciders Pineapple Cider. It is listed at five percent. Their tagline is "How do you like them apples?" <laughs> How do you like them pineapples? I thought that was quite clever. Their <laughs> uh, their blurb about it says, For an exotic twist, we have blended heirloom bittersweet and culinary apples with a taste of the tropics. Golden, ripe, and delicious pineapples have been married into our dry cider to give you a refreshing pineapple experience. Enjoy. Okay. I like how they specifically say married, so I'm expecting a harmonious marriage. Harmonious between the, marriage. <laughs> between all the flavors mm. here. You would expect. First glance, though, I can tell it's not crystal clear. No, not at all. It's um, it's hazy, straw-colored. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing some floaties in there, too. Yeah, I got the bottom of both cans, and I've got lots of sediment that's that's floating around in there. Yeah, I've, I, I, I mean, don't have any sediment. I had a little bit, even on my top pour, yeah, which is interesting. You know, I thought the guidelines said that... Uh, it was supposed to be a clear or brilliant appearance. Yeah. Although maybe this is different because of the other fruit added. I'm not sure. Uh, well, I'm assuming this would fit into the C2B category, cider with other fruit, uh, which obviously pineapple would fit into that. And appearance in the guideline says clear to brilliant. Color okay. appropriate to added fruit, but should not show oxidation characteristics. For example, red berries should give red to purple color, not orange. Well, it's it's at least pineapple colored, I'd say. Yeah, but, but nowhere in there does brilliant. it say anything about hazy or sediment. Yeah, no. even though it's not filtered, so it definitely lose some points on that. Yeah, on the homebrew scale anyway. But I really don't. Have, I don't have a problem with that. No, I. Mm-hmm. But as a judge, can I go by the guideline say? Yes, that's kind of odd that they wouldn't that that they leave no room for any kind of sediment or whatever. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. The fact that cider could be unfiltered. Yeah. Because you'd think that a lot of homebrews... Homebrews don't filter Would be unfiltered, yeah. Yeah. But 
they still stay brilliantly clear. Interesting. I mean, I've got microns in my setup, but I know not everyone does. You know, the average <laughs> Joe Schmo. <laughs> Quite the aroma. I, yeah, I'm not getting a whole lot. Maybe a hint of pineapple in the aroma, but it's not, you know, over the top or super strong. It smells like I'm sniffing an empty pineapple juice bottle. <laughs> you know, I could see that. Because it, it's, it's there... It's not as overt as I thought it would be. Um, well, I got to take my glasses <laughs> off to get deeper in here. All right. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with myself there. It's a glass yeah. of beer. So, so when you do that, you, you can smell the pineapple. It's there. And it has a little bit of sweetness. I don't get as much um, of an apple character as I did on the first one. The Angry Orchard right. the regular. Regular. Now, but see, the, the pineapple part in the flavor too is not it's not real strong i'm i'm getting uh, some tartness and some sweetness and some apple but the pineapple's not not very prevalent it's kind of like if you have a fruit salad and it has pineapple in it and the juice that's left over you drink the juice that's kind of what this tastes like mm-hmm. but it's not like heat eating a pineapple where it's like very tart very acidic this is not that. Now, if you're going to claim, and looking at the bottle or the can, it says pineapple, huge. It's the largest text. It even is has pineapple. A, has a pineapple on the back here. There you go. So. And the can is gold. <laughs> I, I would expect it to be like punch in the face pineapple, but it's like, oh, maybe a little. Man, but in their, in their own description, they said pineapples have been married into our dry cider. But see, I don't even get marriage. I'm, there's like, pineapple afterthought but there's also apple afterthought so i think both those levels are pretty similar it might be low but they're both there Hmm. so as far as blending i'm okay with the with the mixture between the two the balance i'm not saying it's bad i think it's very flavorful and 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 i like it but I, i don't i don't get pineapple a little lighter in flavor no i mean i i get pineapple for sure it's you know, not as punch in the face as maybe we were expecting, but it's definitely there. It's, you know, it's, it, this cider does not try to be a hero in any regard. It doesn't smell strong. It doesn't taste strong in any regard. Um, all it does is it balances out really well. Tastes good. Um, goes down pretty easy. There's not a lot of carbonation here at all. And, you know, just a little touch of sweetness, but not too much. I would say for the sweetness and flavor profile, it would be in between the two Angry Orchards. Yeah, it's I would not. Agree with that. It's not as dry or bland as the Easy Apple. Yes, but it doesn't have the flavor profile that the Crisp Apple mm-hmm. has. It's kind of nice middle of the road. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think this is quite approachable. Mm-hmm. Because the pineapple level is is low, the the apple lo- level's low. It maybe has a little bit of tartness, but it's not anything obtrusive. So, would your poundability be on it? All right, poundability <laughs> pound rating on the super pills. I'm sorry, what? You know, uh, when shopping for pineapples, you can either get them whole, you can get them sliced, or you can get them crushed. You could also get diced. I and diced. I think I could crush this. Poundability of nine. Hmm. 
I'm going to say eight. I'm going to match sample here. There's a little bit of sweetness there that is not as prevalent as the Angry Orchard, the first one. Uh, but like you said, he put it puts it right in the middle of the two. I think I've gone seven, nine, and eight at this point. So, okay. yeah, it seems appropriate. Cool. Cool. Yeah, not 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 too much going on there, but... Not bad. It's not bad. Really, you know, seems like they did what they wanted to do with that. Yep. Well, let's get fruity. Well, we already did, Sawyer, but I guess we can do that <laughs> again for the next one. Hmm. Well, next, we do have another pretty fruity cider, as Travis was saying. Uh, it's coming coming out from uh, Dallas, Texas, so it's a hometown company, Bishop Cider Company, and it's their blood orange cider, brewed with apples, orange, and blood. Copious amounts of passion fruit. Uh, no, 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 but... Uh, oh, wait, there's an asterisk of blood. Next to blood. Yeah. Uh, there's an asterisk, though. Uh, it says, does not contain blood. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes. Now, uh, this one comes in at 6% ABV. And the blurb on the can says, it's bloody delicious, y'all. So, would that make this an English cider? Since it said it's bloody delicious? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, I have a point. <laughs> Maybe something to think about. Maybe. No. Well, well, we'll talk about that soon because it says as different as apples and oranges. Well, sometimes opposites attract. Fresh pressed apple juice with a squeeze of tart, citrusy blood orange is a match made in heaven. So we're supposed to be getting apples and blood oranges in this one. Yeah. The color is definitely different. It is muddy. I'll say that much. Yeah, it's opaque. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like an orange yellow peach mixture. Uh, yeah, you can't see through it. It's, it's murky. It has a light carbonation level to it. Yeah. It's almost like these uh, big cider companies didn't get the memo on the BJCP stuff. <laughs> Like yeah, maybe so. As Frado always says, yeah, they don't care about the BJCP. Yeah, I guess the the BJCP didn't get the note that cider companies don't care what they have to say about their <laughs> yeah. their product, right? Aroma is still relatively subdued. It's not way over the top, but I am getting some orange character for sure. Yeah, like a a more acidic. everything like okay well, so I've, I've already yeah. i've already tasted it but I, I i am getting some acidity in the aroma if that makes sense like when you smell an orange like right up on it it burns a little bit yeah that's kind of what i'm getting with the aroma yeah i'm struggling to get much out of the aroma period it's a lot lighter than i thought it would be yeah definitely not definitely not a super present aroma you get it a little bit in the flavor, I do feel like the orange, like I said before, acidity overpowers any apple note that was there. Yes, it is very, very citrusy. They say the word sharp on the can, yep. and I think that's correct. It is very sharp. Yeah, I get some of like the bitterness of a, oh, the, the pith of the orange yes, peel. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm getting a lot of that uh, in the flavor 
less of the sweetness and more of just the the really mm-hmm. uh, lingering bitterness mm-hmm. of the of the orange pith. And that that that's the white part of the orange peel. Right. If you don't know what I'm saying, the right? Real, the real bitter part. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <sighs> hmm. Definitely the most different one we've had so far. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say you can fit the Angry Orchards and the Austin East Siders ones pretty cleanly together. Uh, this one kind of goes into left field a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The apple notes are almost non-existent. Yeah. It's it's like a. Actually, I might think this would be like a orange pineapple juice. Like you know, you you can get the concentrate and make your own juice out of the little cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get an orange pineapple or pineapple orange juice. That's what this tastes like to me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I didn't like the pineapple orange growing up. Mm. I'm a little bit more of a fan of it. That's why I actually kind of like this one. Um, but it it's is. Just, it's very acidic. It's very sharp. And it's yeah. harsh. It's by far the least poundable example we have of the day so far. This one is one of the higher alcohol ones we've had, though. Uh, we've had, had though. Yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> this is one of the higher alcohol examples we've had today at 6%. Are you tasting any alcohol? In any of these examples, no, I can't. I can't get past the acidity. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that the alcohol is being hidden by a sharp bite that just doesn't quite go away. Now, if I'm if I'm drinking something like a a sour red, mm-hmm. that I would expect there to be sharpness and acidity and a very strong tartness and sourness. Mm-hmm. This is like the sour version of a cider almost with how acidic it is right or acetic whatever is the right way to say that makes sense i don't know i'm not really a fan i would have to say poundability on this one a four and for for bjcp with it being a another fruit well no it's not really a fruit cider it would be a citrus cider I, I i don't know i i wouldn't rank it very high with that either there's no cider characteristic no it's, it's it'd be it'd cider. be high 20s for me probably Poundability at 10 whoa whoa slow your roll yeah. mm, maybe not go easy yeah um i'll come down to five on this probably because i like the flavor profile just a little bit better than you do and it just kind of tastes like I don't know. I kind of like those sort of pineapple orange um, sodas that you can kind of get. So I think I think that's what this almost reminds me of is like one of those like just like an or, like a weird pineapple orange soda almost. Even though there's not a lot of carbonation on yeah, the mouthfeel. Yeah, because carbonation is gone already. Yeah. So this would definitely not be if you were to enter this as a homebrew. It's not sparkling. No. Maybe you can get away with petalant. Well, I think you'd have to because it did have some bubbles at the beginning but it i still have good carbonation in the mouthfeel though it's not showing up in the glass yeah yeah but when you drink it it's still definitely there so entered as, as, as petulant uh and then the sweetness level would be <laughs> every time you say petulant i think penitent <laughs> penitent, penitent will pass <laughs> 
Yeah, then the the sweetness level would probably be uh, semi medium sweet. I don't know, medium, even semi dry. It's it's down there. I I've had a lot of really good things from Bishop. <laughs> this is not one of my favorites. <sighs> yeah, yeah, and the funny thing was, my wife had two ciders this week, and they were swapped. The one she had. You know, we had the uh, the pineapple from Austin East Siders, and she had the pineapple apple from Bishop, and it was awesome. Hmm. It was really good, really flavorful, really tasty. I loved it. And then she also had the blood orange from Austin East Siders. We had the blood orange from Bishop, mm-hmm. and the one she had yesterday was also quite tasty. <laughs> and both of these were just good. Yeah, and so and then we switched them. These were good. Bad. So, so when we do the wives episode, okay. they need to do the correct ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, if you're a listener, try out the other one that we didn't have <laughs> from from both. <laughs> yeah, because cideries. The, I'm not digging this one at all. I'd say poundability of five. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm not into it. I don't, yeah, uh, I get it. Yeah, no, it's sometimes it's like that. Yeah. So for BJCP, I said like twenty eight. Yeah, there's it's too acidic. Uh, because appearance is down, aroma's down, flavor is it's missing the apple stuff. So yeah, we're talking in the twenties. Yeah, hmm. Just doesn't. It's too bad because, like I said, I've had a lot of things from Bishop that are really good. This is just not one of them. Well, it's good to know that you can avoid it from now on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but try the Bishop yeah. pineapple apple. I'll yeah. see if I can track that one down. It sounds like it's really good. And then try the Austin blood orange. Yeah, <laughs> Austin. He said his blood so. orange. All right, we got one left, right? Yep. yep. Let's what check it out. And for our final one for today, we are going to branch out a little bit and go back to Angry Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, this is their Rosé, which is a 5.5% cider. And it was made by Jose. <laughs> Doubtful. Mm. <laughs> because it says Rosé made with rare French red flesh apples. Well, maybe Jose's Rare. just a uh, maybe Jose's just a Spanish immigrant to France. So, <laughs> I guess we need to apologize to our listeners for the order that we did these beers because we should have done this one before the 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 blood orange one because it's supposed to be flesh of my flesh and blood of my blood. Oh, oh my god, that was bad. All right. <laughs> anyway, the blurb on this one says brewed with cold pressed Red flesh apples to give it a bright colored appearance. I won't say what color. <laughs> with a hint of sweetness and rosé dryness. But um, the color is... Oh my gosh, it's pink! Oh! <laughs> yes. Thank you, Courtney. I yes, thought you were still on your is, honeymoon with Sawyer. <laughs> she came in just pink. to say what the appearance is. And it is quite pink. It is pink. Okay, I, I, I can't hold this any longer. Okay. Do you remember how we talked about how um, Angry Orchard has ingredients listed on their bottles? Yes. Yeah. Did you read them? No. <clears throat> okay, so it starts out the same. Hard cider, water, cane sugar, apple juice concentrate, malic acid, natural flavor. Colored with red flesh apples. That's hot. Sweet potato. That's not. Radish. Okay. Even more not. And hibiscus. Okay. So all these things are red colored. Yes. 
It says colored with red flesh apples, sweet potato, radish, and hibiscus. I'm surprised they didn't toss in some rhubarb also. Carbon dioxide and sulfites to preserve freshness. Oh, But I'm just saying, like, really? Radish, sweet potato, these are not fruits. Hmm. But, I mean, it just says they're colored with. I'm not sure if it was used in the brewing or fermentation process. But how... How, how I don't do know. You, how do you use a sweet potato and a radish without imparting some kind of flavor or something? I'm not saying that I get that in the flavor, but it's just yeah, like... Yeah, that's the thing. It's, they listed yeah. it as an ingredient. Sweet potatoes and radishes. Radishes are not something you just like, oh yeah, let's make a beer out of that. Well, at least it's better than Red 40. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> at it's least they tell natural. us. all natural. Yeah, at least they um, tell us what it is. <laughs> still... Naturally gluten-free. And it's also 5.5% ABV, which is the highest Angry Orchard one we've had. So maybe the uh, radishes and sweet potatoes (laughs) added some sugars for the yeast to... Are those particularly fermentable? I guess Uh, potatoes. So 100%, they are catering to the blush wine drinkers. Yes. Yes. Because of the color, the name Rosé with the the little accent above it. And it's... Absolutely... It is super pink. Brilliantly clear. Clear. It's like a light pink color, white, fizzy head. This is what you'd expect to see in a uh, blush wine, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, the aroma's not too different than the first Angry Orchard we had. It's still very subdued, though. Not not a whole lot going on in the aroma. Not as... Well, I don't know. I. Oh, my gosh. I just got something in the flavor. Well, with uh, <laughs> radishes and S- sweet potatoes. And sweet potato, I guess you can't <laughs> beat it. Oh, God. Because they didn't put beets in there. Yeah, no. Mm. Yeah, no. There is a... Um, beets are a vegetable. Yeah. God, who... Okay, who, okay. Yeah. Okay. There is a beet beer out there right now by Ballast Point. Really? A red vel- They have a red velvet out there, nitro red velvet. It's brewed with beets. I was about to pick it up and I didn't. What was it? Yeah, it was Ballast Point. So yeah, yeah. Aroma's just kind of <laughs> pretty stock. I get some sweetness, some, I guess, fruit, but yeah, that's it. Flavor still has some of that artificial sweetener tinge to it. Um, Let me taste it. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit of the artificial sweetener. I still get some apple note. Get a little, yeah, I get plenty of apple there. Um, then something weird follows it, which could be the sweet potato and or hibiscus radish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. radish or hibiscus. Weird. And then about ten seconds after you take a drink, I get something that's very much like I, as soon as I. Realized it was there. I knew exactly what it was. Okay. I'm curious. Just sit there for 10 seconds and, and just, you know, let the flavor happen. <laughs> Final like- cake and one. No. Oh. Strangely enough, I get potatoes. Oh, well, no. Now, what confuses me is it says bottled on and then ice cream. <laughs> okay, I gave up. Uh, nobody gets anything after like late, late finish. 
Not really. Not not in particular. Dingleberries. Like. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm. I'm not pulling anything that's putting me off. I guess. I mean, I could catch like I, a. Slight. I'm not saying it's putting me off. It's just not something I expected. I, I mean, I could catch a slight, almost perfuminess. Oh, those are some big it. old cherries. But that's probably not what you're talking you're about. You're not wrong, Travis. Uh oh. Oh, you're gonna say cherry like cough syrup or no? That's so I said. I'm not off-putted by it. It's just not something I expected. Is it the cherries? Yes. <laughs> Jello. Jello. Cherry Jello or like a red Kool Aid. Oh yes. All your grease. <laughs> and I think I do too. It just sits well, there. Yeah, and well, it's like cherry once Jello. You say it. It's right there. It's so artificial flavor tasting. Like, mm-hmm. up front, it tastes like you would expect it to. It's a fruity cider because it's, it, you know, it's pink. It's freaking pink. Yeah, right. Okay. So it tastes exactly like you would expect it to. And about 10 or 15 seconds later, the flavor that just sits on your tongue is straight up red jello. Okay, yeah. there was like a fruit drink that mm. I drank as a kid. It came in a little plastic bottle, and it was shaped like a Coke bottle, but it had... The screw top that you would suck the juice out of? It had like the top <laughs> like this, and then you oh, had to the, twist it off. Yeah. The, the Mondos? Uh, I think that's what they were called. I mean, mine were called Mondos. Maybe they were like called... Um, fruit Squeeze or Fruit Gusher? Like no, the Gusher was the... Candy. Yeah, the Gusher was the, was the fruit snack. Fruit snack, yeah. yeah. But no, this is straight up red jello. Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Now, now that you mention it, yeah. There's more artificialness to this. Yeah. Well, because they're trying to hide sweet potato and radish and hibiscus. Like, seriously? At what point did they think, oh, let's make a cider? Yeah, we should put sweet potato and radishes in it. Well, it sounds like they just wanted the color from that. I'm just wondering. And, but be able to you, say that they didn't use food coloring. But how do you do that without getting flavor from those things? Got to cover it up. But, I, I think they should have just gone cider, water, apples, and and food coloring. If they want a pink cider, then go for a pink cider without having to, you know. But it says all natural. Without having to dance around it by adding... You know, natural ingredients that are that color just to get that I color. Just, it's, I think that's uh, what they did. I should have never have read the ingredients. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. This, this is much more enjoyable to me before we were diving into these ingredients. Because <laughs> I had a little bit and of it. And then I said that it tasted on. like red jello. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna say that that is a thing that I now taste. <laughs> and it You're makes welcome. it different. <laughs> it makes it different. You're welcome. I... Out of all of these, well, we'll we'll say that for a minute. Poundability on the rosé. Oh snap! It was called Squeeze It. Oh yeah, these things, those ones. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, where yeah. you, you know, Google it, squeeze it, and you yeah, look you at twist it, you the cap off, about. and then there's always a little uh-huh. bit of juice in there. You got to suck out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Golly, that's, that's what this tastes like growing up in the nineties. <laughs> An alcoholic squeeze it. So, what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> I, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, or if if you'll say I'm stuck between a sweet potato and a radish, um, because it it's not 
bad. Like the flavor profile is not overly strong to where I can't pound it. It's not super sweet. It's just kind of, you know, so I would have to say five. Yeah, this is different. Um, I don't. It's too artificial. I don't dislike it as much as I did the blood orange, however. Yes, I would agree. Because there's enough of of a decent mixture of flavors, you know, albeit many of them are artificial tasting, that I think that my poundability in this would be a little higher, so I'll go six for this one. Did uh, you say poundability? If I did, then we'll hear it next week. Because <laughs> I'll drop myself. Poundability-ness. Um, <laughs> That's there's, a new one. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Um, <laughs> just, just, just a lot, and it's hard to, you know, it it tastes good. Like you said, like Travis said, it's not necessarily as bad as the blood orange. I'm not angry about it. I'd say it's probably my fourth. <laughs> it's probably number four on my list for the day. I'd put this one I between. See what you did there, between the pineapple and the blood orange, as far as my taste. Okay, but I'm gonna put the poundability at about a six. Right on the same as Travis, yeah. Yeah. I think that's about where it needs to be. So then let's rank these. Mm. Mm. I still think the original Angry Orchard crisp apple is the closest thing to a cider as far as what the guidelines read and what I would expect a cider to be. Right. Yes. <laughs> We're all in agreement on that. Um. Yeah, it is. And then after that, I would probably go pineapple just because i didn't get a whole lot of pineapple um and then the easy apple then the rosé and (laughs) and then the blood orange you see i'm gonna you know i'm gonna flip even the top from you um because i'm gonna go with the uh less sweet angry orchard as my favorite of the day uh just because i have my own personal taste not that either of us are wrong that's fair but yeah, like that, that that was kind of close to what I'm kind of looking for. But then a close second is the first Angry Orchard, the, the original Angry Orchard. Then I go with the pineapple, rosé, blood orange. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have the same order as Chris. The original, pineapple, easy, rosé, and then blood orange from Bishop. All right. That's how it goes. Sounds good. Good deal. Anything else about cider? Other than this is a very, very limited sampling. There's so much more out there yeah, of what's available. We could we could even do another episode in a few weeks and you know, still not I, have even scratched the surface. I think it'd be interesting to do just a straight up fruit cider episode because mm. there are so many options. There's like strawberry, there's obviously we had the pineapple today. There's a lot of different things that people have done with cider. Um that you know we haven't even literally scratched the surface on hmm. totally because everything we had today was completely different yeah yes different flavors different styles and i think it was cool to kind of get a random smattering of different things um but i think if we were to do a couple more cider episodes which i'm sure we will really focus on one kind of yeah, oh, sorry one kind of cider like a here's all the dry ciders here's fruit cider here's uh, sweet cider. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be it'd be cool to do. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you all for joining us for this week's uh, look into cider for the first time on this on this podcast, but I'm sure it won't be the last. Join us next week as I get to take my first field trip and we go to the Blue Bonnet Brew Off. Yay! Cheers till then. Yay! Bye! Bye!